0: brothers podcast february 24th 2022 keenan what's up
1: not much how's it going how is it going i'm good i'm good
0: i'm great i'm good ready for the nba to get back season resumes here in about an hour uh i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be uh,
1: it's gonna be a fun second half of the season for sure what were you saying
0: indeed yeah we only got like What about a month? What's no, probably about six weeks now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. about six, seven weeks. Chris Paul injury length, yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, six six to eight weeks. Yeah, but uh, let's get right into it. All-star weekend. What was your review? We talked about it prior, obviously. We Mm kind of, I don't want to say previewed it, but we kind of gave our expectations, uh,
1: our suggestions,
0: our suggestions. Let's start with Friday cause I actually didn't watch anything on All Star Friday night. Did you? Did you, yes. you have to see anything Friday?
1: I saw. I just watched all the Celebrity Game and then I saw some of the Rising Stars. They call it the Rising Stars. um That I like the. It was form- like a
0: tournament this year, right? Yeah,
1: I like the format. It was actually interesting. What they did was they split it into four teams. So pretty much. They cut it in half. I was kind of confused at first because I didn't know they did that. And then I was looking and I was like, wait, LaMelo was a rising star. Like, he's on the team. Wait, where's Kaminga? I know he was on, like, there were people that I was looking for, like, stats wise, looking for and didn't see it. But then I remembered that and realized that they had that format, which I kind of liked because it made for less rotation so people could actually just showcase themselves. And it was kind of, it made it more competitive. So I did like this format personally.
0: So what was the format exactly? Cause it
1: was a... It was pretty much the, the two team There was four teams. So it was like four seven-man teams or six-man teams because like 24 of them. So basically... Rookies and, sophomores. rookies and sophomores. So basically two of them played, two of them played, then the winning... then the winners played. And in between that, I saw they had this like sh- shooting thing to where like I know Desmond Bain and uh, Tyrese Halliburton they won the like the whole shooting there's like a shooting competition kind of thing where you had to make five shots in a, a select amount of time and they did that but that was hmm. kind of it was inter- it was it looked interesting it was something that I wish I could have sat down and watched the whole thing because it did actually look pretty interesting and the games looked competitive down the I street, did
0: record it so maybe I'll just kind of skim through I it
1: I was gonna say the games because both games came down to the wire uh, Desmond Bain. Made I believe because like, his target score was fifty or the time ran out, and Desmond Bain made like a layup after Lamelo missed a three, and actually and uh they won and they looked pretty competitive at that point so it looked like a game where it was more it didn't start off just la- lackluster and actually got through, but that was Friday night I watched the celebrity game I liked the celebrity game,
0: that's interesting because the celebrity game I can't remember. I can't remember a good celebrity game.
1: Yeah, I, recent,
0: I did see the highlights of Miles Garrett dunking on everybody. See, that was so fun. Okay, added something to it. It
1: was a little fun because they're um they're also the winner of the high jumper and the high jump in the Olympics. He had a put back dunk, which was interesting. Um,
0: wait. So back to the rookie sophomore, real quick. Before we yeah, yeah. So it was three. They played three games total. Four mm-hmm. games total. How many? Three. I, three. So. I got you so I got you basically
1: uh, basically it was a single elimination tournament with four teams not bad not bad but yeah so it Bro. it looked pretty interesting to me and then I was just touching on the celebrity game it was as we were talking about I wish there was more celebrities and I wish there was more that could play like Jack Harlow actually did okay but he can't play really like he just looks so unorthodox doing it then miles yeah, his jump Garrett, shot is ugly and then miles Garrett was just there did a windmill I had a few dunks where I was like, okay, and then he had a block where it was like, oh, that looked like an actual NBA player. Like he came over weak side and just threw the ball out of bounds, like threw Quavo's shot out of bounds, and just like, oh, okay, I'm a six five athlete, like, true athlete.
0: <laughs> so with a bodybuilder, with a bodybuilder frame, pretty much.
1: Yeah, no, he was, yeah, no, hundred percent. So it was, that was fine. And then, how did you feel about Saturday night?
0: How do we feel about Saturday night? Saturday night was even worse than I thought it was going to (laughs) be all around, top to bottom. That was terrible. It was terrible. It was one of the worst. The dunk contest was by far the worst. That's the worst dunk contest I've ever seen. And I've seen some bad dunk contests, I would say. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ones you forget about, you know, you kind of forget about, you know what I mean? And like, we even had... I wanna say like the era when like Josh Smith was in them and the and Robinson and Dwight and all them, like those are kind of memorable dunk contests, Jason Richardson that had like low moments in them, you know what I mean, where you'd have maybe yeah, like, a birdman you know, doing fifteen attempts, da da da. This one was every every competitor in that dunk contest doing, you know, taking five to eight attempts is to complete one dunk. It was ridiculous. God, I didn't even. And the dunks weren't even that board.
1: crazy for some of them. Like, some of them that were, like, not being completed were like, oh, okay. Like, Cole Anthony did, like, the windmill and Tims. Like, I understand he's dunking in Tims, and that's completely difficult. But, like, you have to have a that's show with it, it. it. But it was like, when you if do you're it. you're
0: a dunk in Tims, no, you can dunk in Tims. Yeah. Right? Like, like, no. He, he, he looked like he could barely touch net. Or even get to the rim, really. Those first two attempts, like he was, he was not getting the air he was supposed to because he was intense. Like,
1: and that's and that we get it. it. Like, oh, it's yeah. not. It's no one hates the, on you for trying to dunk in Tim. Like, it's like a if you do, that's a good opening dunk. If you if you get it off the first, you bring your dad out. You are wearing the Greg Anthony jersey. You put the Tim's on. You make it feel like New York. Get the crowd into it. You dunk it. That's a solid forty-five. All right, we can keep it moving. Like like it's a forty five. You keep it moving, but
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, it was terrible. I've never been so scared for a player to dunk to uh, break his ankle in his life. In my life, let me be serious. I've never been so scared for a player to break his ankle in my life. Like that's all I was waiting on. When he was in those tips. Like I was like, complete this dunk, get it over with, because I was afraid he was going to shatter his ankle. Like I was cringing every time he jumped. But yeah, man, all around. Just terrible. Cole Anthony didn't do shit. Jalen Green had the NFT that he took off his neck and then took him forever to complete a dunk. Obi Toppin, he did whatever. He had one cool Uh, dunk.
1: I liked the dunk. where I liked his uh, off-the-glass dunk. I liked that.
0: Was that the one one he went through the legs and reversed it?
1: Uh, No, there was one where he like... He kind of like went up and to dunk it, and like he put, like he kind of tipped it off the glass, and then in. It was nice. It just took him a little bit to do it, which was the part that sucked. But
0: like, I would have rather they, I would have rather they just did a layup competition. Honestly, like that was terrible. That w- that was by far the worst dunk contest I've ever seen in my life on any level, whether it was high school, college, NBA. That's the worst dunk contest I've ever seen.
1: It was. It wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. I was so disappointed. Like, I mean, we're going to talk about it like, more in depth in a second, but like, Jaw had two dunks that would have been. Jaw's two dunks in the All Star game on Sunday would have been the best dunks of All Star Saturday night. Yeah, it was a joke. It
0: yeah, was a joke. They definitely no would have been the best
1: dunks. But.
0: there's There's been people who have been, you know talking about moving the dunk contest out of the primetime spot, you know what I mean, like the third spot, mm-hmm. which before I was like, uh, eh, but now I'm totally okay with. Like, now, like, the NBA absolutely has to. There's no reason not to put the three-point contest last. You know one what I of, mean?
1: One of two. You either do one of two things. You either get stars, because, like, if you're telling me, I'll wait for the dunk contest. If you're trying to tell me next year we get John ja Morant, Miles Bridges, Say I'm just gonna give no names: Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon said he'd never do it again, obviously. But I'm just giving four names. If you told me that was the dunk contest next year, it can be. It can wait until the end, and I'm fine with it. It can wait. But if give you're gonna give me
0: one star, but they gotta move. But if you're give gonna, me one star, even, but they gotta move it out of the primetime slot, even if they got stars. Like,
1: see, I give them one more chance to have stars in it. And if the stars don't even come through, then yeah, no, you just move it out. Because the three-point contest actually was good. The only thing that kind of – the three-point contest was good. It just, again, sometimes you like big, big name. I mean, there was big names. There was Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns. So, like, there was – never mind. But They had all-stars. They had had all-stars. I guess sometimes you just wish you saw – I wish – I wanted Clay this year. I didn't need Curry. Curry is done – like, Curry's one, two. Obviously, if he wants to come back to do another, it's Steph Curry – he clearly put He'll on def- the show Sunday. He'll but, definitely
0: like, continue doing one. I think. Yeah, I wanted I Clay this year
1: just because I wanted him. Like I wanted that to be kind of his like welcome, welcome back. Like obviously he's back in the league, but he hasn't had many primetime games or anything. Like I wanted that to be like, hey, I'm back. That's what I wanted, but I mean, it's fine, obviously, but that's what I wanted.
0: Yeah, I just I need the dunk contest to either go away or. Get
1: people get get oh, just move pe- it. get people off the streets. I really wouldn't I, mind. Like if
0: you can. No, I mean it's gotta it's gotta be the NBA dunk contest. They tried that one year where I think they had a G League dude in there. I don't even remember, but
1: no, I mean like I'm, dunkers. Like if you're gonna do it, have dunker dunkers. But yeah, Stephen A. actually had an interesting idea for it. I don't know if you've if you seen if you heard it.
0: I haven't. I was just gonna say move the dunk contest to first. You know, let it start off the night. That way, if it's bad, you can move on from it. Um, I would do away with the skills competition. I'll let you get... Tell me what Stephen A. Smith, his idea was. Uh, what was his idea?
1: Stephen A. Smith was basically kind of like throughout the like NBA season or kind of throughout. You have like these dunk people. You go around, you have these dunk contests. You don't have to obviously watch these or anything like that, but they have these kind of dunk contests to where... They get say the ten best dunkers in the world for that year for like the ones that have won, and then get uh, have a contest between them. Get down to six or five, and then have an NBA player sponsor that said dunk con uh, dunk contest uh, participant. And pretty much the winner the the winner of the dunk contest will get something, and then the NBA player who sponsored them will get something for their charity. But pretty much what you'd be doing would be getting the five best dunkers pretty much in the world
0: that's really elaborate and uh i don't know that's not it's not an nba dunk contest so i mean that's nothing i would be interested in because i mean i mean we can just go on instagram or youtube whichever and find find some crazy dunks regardless you know what i mean but
1: I'd be in, I'd watch know, it if you're if you're trying to tell idea. me that if you're trying to tell me I'm watching Juan Toscano Anderson or Jordan Kilgan, I'm gonna watch Jordan Kilgan. and if he's on the NBA stage doing it fine by me I guess that's True, I guess then, after I guess after this but I understand what you're saying it's the NBA not the everything else so I get it
0: yeah I'm not trying to watch that on NBA All Star Weekend I'd rather have no dunk contest than than some street dudes just because all that shit's ready available online but I mean. One idea I've heard that's good doesn't really apply to the three point contest because, like we said, stars are in that. But for you to participate in any of the convert in any of the competitions, whether it be the skills challenge, or I've said before that you do the fuck away with. And I'll comment on that after this. But whether it's a skills competition, dunk contest, three point contest, you have to be an actual all-star to participate. I don't mind that rule either. That would be that would immediately solve everything. Every single problem of not having enough star power in all-star weekend for all three. Again, it's not really a problem at all in the three-point contest, anyway. I would,
1: no, I would, I don't mind that, but I think you'd have to have at least two of them have to be all-stars, I would say, personally. Because, like, Aaron Gordon, like, if Aaron Gordon wanted to do it again, he's never, he's not an all-star, but that would basically say he can't. Or Derek Jones Jr. would never be an all-star, but if he wanted to do it again, I'd be like, okay, that's fine.
0: Whatever gets me to not watching an Obi Toppin, Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, JTA, you know.
1: Jalen I mean, Green had bounce. He just didn't.
0: <sighs> all good athletes, but they, yeah, they just didn't do it. That was the worst dunk contest ever. We spent too much time in the dunk contest. Honestly, three point contest was good, like you said. Towns won it. He kind of lit it up. Uh, all
1: of them lit it up. They had like twenty, like Canard and uh, Trey Young. Yeah, Canard. Yeah, Canard
0: K- shot well. Trey Young shot well. Patty had a good round too.
1: You know, all Patty of them had like twenty six at the end. Like it wasn't like. It was twenty six, twenty four, and twenty nine. Like they all like went off in the and just Carlton and Tom set it off with a twenty nine. It Was the best score ever in that round. So, <laughs> which is it was fun. You know, with
0: a grain of salt because they got the they got the Mountain Dew ball and they got the they got the money rack now rather than just
1: mm-hmm.
0: f- five money balls per. Um, I'd almost say rather do I'd almost do away with the money rack, keep the Mountain Dew balls. 'Cause I do like the incorporation of the deep three, the way the game's evolved. Yeah. I do like that. I did I, did. But, uh, I do too. The money rack, that kind of beefs up your score where it really doesn't need to be. I've never really liked the money rack even before the Mountain Dew balls. But I do like the Mountain Dew elbow deep threes. I do kind of rock with those. Uh, the skills competition, that was chaotic. I don't know if you saw it at no. all, but like none of the teams even like the teams didn't know what was going on. The announcing crew didn't know what was going on half the time. It was kind of chaotic, which made it one of the more entertaining plots of the night, really. That, you know, that was it. Because it was so confusing, because the players didn't know what the hell they were doing, it made it good. But uh or made it entertaining. Didn't make it necessarily good. But I would do away with that. I've said that previously. That was the best one I've seen in years just because of all the mass confusion all the shit they had in the core, all of that. I mean, it was, I want to say, four or five rounds of different things, it seemed like, and uh, random teams. But <laughs> I don't know. If that was one of the top to bottom. Again, I didn't watch Friday. Just watched Saturday and Sunday. Sunday wasn't bad. We'll talk about that next. But uh, that was 6, 6.5 out of 10 All-Star Weekend. That's me being generous. I'd say 6.5.
1: Yeah, that's what I would say I would, I would say 6 cause I would I, yeah. would, well, I mean cause I'll, I'll rate each day Friday I'll give a solid 8 which is how you want to start off your weekend like that's how you want Like, and solid 8 is fine like I was good the celebrity game was interesting there were highlights and it wasn't they actually were playing serious there wasn't like any like joking and things of that really going on so Saturday a Friday night was good Saturday night was like a six. Five, I'll give it a five even because the three point contest really saved it. I'll give it a five. And then Sunday for me was an eight.
0: If five's a baseline, I'm giving, I'm giving it a 5.5 on Saturday just for the three point contest because everything else, terrible. Actually, you, you know what? You know what the best event Saturday night was?
1: What? Are the A versus or the highest Time show? Or the show?
0: No. The best event of Saturday night was Aisha and Steph Curry versus 2 Chains and his wife in a mini dating game with uh, blue and red Gatorades where they had to... You didn't see it?
1: No, I didn't see it.
0: Basically, I think it was like five questions. They each had... They were each... All four of them were blindfolded. They had to answer a question. And I think like the red drink represented Steph and 2 Chains, And the blue drink represented Aisha and two chains, wife. Believe her name's Keisha. and uh, you know, like it was. If someone's going to be running late, which one of you would it be? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And if it's, the, if it's Steph and two, or yeah, if it's Steph or if it's two chains, drink that one. If it's the wife, drink the blue one. That kind of thing. That was probably the most entertaining just segment of All Star Saturday night, honestly. And that lasted about five minutes. And that was better that was by far better than the dunk contest. And definitely better than the Skills Challenge. Three point contest, you know, kind of neck and neck with that. But as far as drama goes, mm-hmm. you might have to give it to uh, Steph, two chains and their significant others.
1: So I was say, I would have it a, I was if you have five point five and you had a... I would just I'm gonna go I had an eight, I got a five, eight on Sunday. And then I, I had an eight on Sunday. So that's a twenty, or that's a um, eight five eight. That's twenty one to seven. So I rated All Star Weekend a seven out of ten.
0: Yeah, I'd say less than that all around. Again, I miss Friday. Maybe I'll go back. This I, I like
1: I personally liked Friday. I wasn't like it wasn't <laughs> phenomenal or anything, but it was interesting to see like Miles Garrett be an athlete and things like that. It was a. It was interesting, so it definitely for what I what I wanted out of a celebrity game, I got out of a celebrity game, and then the other portion of it I found interesting too, from what I did see. So,
0: the mini tournament does sound like something I'd be in support of. Uh, Sunday, yes, yeah, Sunday. I think, I think I'd give it a seven point five. the, the I- game itself wasn't great. Uh, the NBA seventy five celebration that actually. I originally was watching it with friends and then I came back and I re-watched the halftime ceremony after. We were kind of talking in the middle of it, you know what I mean? So I didn't really get to hear the applause, like Mm -hmm. the reaction. I have interesting thoughts about that. The game itself, I thought the first half was hella boring. Very boring. Exactly what I didn't want out of the All-Star game. You know what I mean? It was just a lot of threes. Some dunks who had John Morant's two dunks, as you said, in that first half. He had a lob reverse. That was nice. And that lob 360. Um, that
1: lob reverse where he had to watch his head. like that was, that was.
0: Yeah, Ja just kind of flies. Like, he really does. Like, he literally... And that, that's the thing. The dunk itself is pretty average. Like, a reverse dunk. You know what I mean? Like I'm
1: giving you know, that... Yeah, No, it's not that difficult. Like, everyone can do that in the league, pretty much.
0: It's the way he did it. You know what I mean? There's some players who, who can do an average dunk... And they, you know what I mean. Vince would be one of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, there's players that Job, obviously, would be one of them. Even Zion, who can do like take a windmill, Zion doing a windmill, John Morant doing a windmill. It's still a little different than Obi Top doing a windmill.
1: Yeah, no, I guess like, I don't care. John Morant's dunk to me, if you put it in a dunk contest, is a nine. Like, like the fact of how high you get, like that matters to me in the dunk. Not the dunk doesn't always have to be the most spectacular thing, which is why I always thought LeBron should do one. Because LeBron may not be the most creative dunker in the world, but I don't care, especially in like the 2008, 2009 range where you didn't have to be as creative as you do now. LeBron coming down.
0: I don't even think you have to be creative now. I think exactly like you're saying. I think if people just got in there and just dunked and used their athleticism and.
1: LeBron doing no, a windmill bro. looking down at the rim, I don't really – if he's a full windmill looking down at the rim, I'm giving that a 9. Or I'm giving that a 9. Like that's a, right. that's an easy 9. A 360 exactly. by Vince – like even Vince Carter – if Vince Carter did his dunk contest today, I would still give everything 9s and 10s. Like his 360 windmill reverse. the thing that made it so good was because the windmill was a full windmill. It wasn't short-armed. The 360 was a full 360. The way he hyped up the crowd, just the aura of Vince, and then it led to the crescendo, and that was the crescendo, and then led to the dunk. That presence and everything about it—so what it made it so good? Like people have done 360 windmills, and like since then, none of them have been as good as Vince. Or Vince?
0: I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. But yeah, that first half, nothing really entertaining. Like I said, besides those couple of dunks. Third quarter, you kind of had the Steph show which is probably the highlight of the game. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, I'll kind of wrap it up because, I mean, the game, the line ending was pretty cool. I would say out of the three we've had, last year obviously wasn't great because it was a blowout anyway. So it was anticlimactic. The first one was like everything I could have asked for out of an all-star game or an ending. I've never seen, we see every year where they play hard at the end, Mm -hmm. close to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That one they were all like they were all dead ass about it. they were all serious about it. I I still remember like the one thing that sticks out to me out of that game that 1st Salon all-ending all-star game is the refs made some sort of call at the end and it was like LeBron, Chris Paul, James Harden and I think one other player all complaining to the ref. It like, was
1: a it was a no. uh, I believe it was a Chris Paul charging foul cuz Kyrie Lowry drew one at the three-point line. I believe <laughs> I that was the call. Be-
0: And I just remember, like, they all, like, were upset. (laughs) Got right into, yeah, they got right into who their real player character was. They got out of all-star game mode and they were all, like, I was like, oh man, this is the best. It was
1: uh, LeBron and Joe, uh, LeBron and Giannis went back and forth at one point. Like, LeBron had a possession on Giannis and vice versa. Embiid had a possession on uh, LeBron, I think. Like, it was. People were taking turns going one-on-one. Harden had a possession where he was just like in his actual Harden bag, not just to throw up a three bag, and it was like, okay, everyone wants their one chance of going one-on-one here.
0: Yeah, that was great, and it's had it's kind of held expectations since then. Sundays was cool. It was close. Uh, LeBron's team, what well, did they end up winning by three, technically? Yeah,
1: 163
0: that to 160. Um... And LeBron hijacked All Star Weekend. He made it, made some news about him for sure. But uh,
1: Steph, Steph was fun.
0: Yeah, Steph was Steph was the story of the game. Third quarter was great. He lit it up. A lot of open threes, but at least we got some deep threes. Steph Steph knows how to entertain, and Steph can just do it. That that pull up three he had from half, where he turned around and looked at Trey and Giannis. That was great. Like
1: <laughs> that one was Steph fun. And then there's one in the corner where he just looks at the fans. Like, did it go in? Did it go yeah. All
0: right, okay. <laughs> like, yes, that, if I've, all else fails, Steph's going to give you a couple deep threes. Steph's going to give you a couple highlights. Same with Giannis. Same with shot. It was, um, was the
1: same thing last year, actually, because uh, Lillard had a shot from about half court, and then Steph was like, all right, Lillard, I'll I'll match you. And they went back-to-back right at the end of the first half, and that was interesting. I was like, okay. They just have that kind of range.
0: What I didn't like about the third quarter was so, it was team LeBron, team Durant, mm-hmm. team Durant, especially, and I guess team LeBron too. Most of them for the third quarter kept their starters like all the way in, pretty much until like the two or three minute mark.
1: Yeah, that, right? that confused me. I figured I'm glad they kept Stefan because obviously it was rolling, but other than that, take everyone out and put the subs in so then the starters can play in the fourth.
0: So then the Elan ending happens, which is commercial free and timeout free, I, I believe, mm-hmm. right? So I think they can o- subs can only enter on a dead ball. So Team Durant, they had they had their bench in basically that whole quarter. I don't know if they made one sub.
1: Darius Lamelo, Garland had a lot of uh, Lamella was in. I know Darius Lebron, Jared Dar- Allen, and yeah, and Jared Allen was in for most of it, and then he got yeah because Jokic didn't see the floor.
0: Yeah, because I've seen a lot of people saying, and it's ridiculous they they'd use All Star games as an argument, but I've seen a lot of people saying like. Oh, such and such, such star didn't get run in the fourth quarter, which is, if you're talking about Team Durant, none of their starters that should have been in were in that in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, it was basically Team LeBron. I think they might have made one sub, but LeBron had some of his core in. And then on the other end, I believe it was like Embiid and the bench guys, basically. The guys who should have been finishing that third quarter out, mm-hmm. really.
1: LaMelo had a good so, game, actually. I mean, he shouldn't clear. have been playing LaMelo. He shouldn't have been playing all the way in the fourth, like deep in the fourth, because obviously he needs to – the starters should be there. They were starters for a reason. But LaMelo ended up with, like, 20. He actually played a good Did game. He? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, no, LaMelo was one of the best players for that game.
0: Surprisingly, yeah, he enough. tried to entertain. Him and Garland I'll him both. That. I'll give him that. He definitely tried to entertain. But, uh, yeah, anticlimactic ending just because like I said the starters weren't in there it was a it was a good game overall the 75th anniversary halftime what were your thoughts on that
1: my thoughts on that were it was really interesting I was a little upset because I wish a little upset because I wish more of the players on the 75th were there and didn't just like wave and say hi so I agree. that was the one a lot thing more that I didn't on... enjoy about it because it felt, I mean, obviously the ones that have passed, we understand. Clearly you can't be there. But there were other ones that I felt like Westbrook. Why isn't Westbrook there? Like I, I just don't get why Westbrook's not there. Like there are fe- people like that where I'm just like, why aren't you there? At first yeah, I thought Mike wasn't going to be there because at the, obviously he was supporting Bubba at the race. So I I didn't I thought he wasn't going to be there because of the fact that when they took the group picture for the 75 I saw it on Instagram I didn't see Mike's face and I was like Mike you're Michael Jordan why aren't you there and the, so he shocked me actually when he showed up because I didn't think he was there but it was interesting I liked I liked the celebrations I like how they came out I li- I I liked it personally It was it was interesting it was interesting to see Mike get the most reaction in that line of Steph, Magic, Mike, I feel like was there for a reason.
0: What do you mean by line? Magic, Steph, Jordan, what do you mean by line?
1: It just felt like they put the three greatest guards in, in a row. I, like, I mean, obviously, take out Kobe because past, rest in peace to Kobe again. But I felt like other than Kobe, they put the three greatest guards in the line.
0: Possibly, possibly. Um because I mean, it felt like they
1: were building they, up to the best. Like they ended with Kareem, they ended with LeBron, they ended with Mike, and then they ended with Magic. And so I felt like they were ending with Steph as, like, in turn, like the third greatest guard ever, in my opinion. It's kind of what they did.
0: Yeah, it did seem like they were uh, ending intentionally, like you said. With especially, like what you said, with LeBron, Kareem. Um, going back to what you said earlier about like a lot of the legends missing it. I was surprised how many missed it. Like, mm-hmm. Larry Bird didn't show up.
1: Yeah, I was shocked uh, about that one.
0: Tim Duncan didn't show up. Uh, Kevin Durant couldn't be there. His grandmother passed away.
1: See, That's, that's brother another brother one Gray. understandable.
0: Anthony Davis wasn't there. Uh, that's
1: like two of the ten gr- I mean, obviously, Kobe passing to a set aside, but that's like three of the ten greatest or four of the ten really greatest players ever that weren't able to be there, sadly, because obviously Wilt passed as well. So it's like four of the top 12 weren't able to be there
0: yeah i think i think what i took away most from it was the the players who got the most reactions you know like uh like tim duncan got a good one for mm-hmm. gone. larry bird like especially like the older players larry bird got a really good ovation and he wasn't there
1: yeah
0: uh like two that stuck out to me that weren't there bill russell wasn't there he apparently had a health issue mm-hmm. and uh he got a good ovation that's a player from the '60s. Will, who's been passed, I think he passed in 1999, and Will got a pretty loud ovation. Mm-hmm. That that says a lot. That says a lot. Shaq got a great ovation. So many of the '90s and 2000s players got great ovations. Allen Iverson got one of the biggest ovations. Dr. J from the '70s and '80s, he got he got a pretty big ovation. Um, Magic, Magic got a great one. Who was I just gonna go with though? Or someone I was just going to say. The fuck was it? I think Isaiah got a pretty good one. Mm, yeah. um, Pierce and KG. Pierce and KG definitely got decent ones. I think there were some boos in there, but they, they definitely had, especially Pierce. I was surprised by the ovation Pierce got, or at least the reaction, I should say.
1: Made sense, but um, Wade got a good one too.
0: Wade got a good one. Like, yeah, a lot of those 2000s players, Kobe obviously got a loud ovation. He would have mm. had one. Had he been here, had he, you know?
1: Yeah. Regar- regardless, it's Kobe, so regardless.
0: It seems crazy, like it's moments like that where it seems especially crazy that he's not here. It's like, upsetting it just-
1: because, like these, those are the moments like he he owns rooms. So, like obviously, there's so many legends there, but he's gonna be one of like the five or six people that you just feel he owns the room, like every time he goes into one. So, and, like- and it's just such an honor,
0: such an honor, oh, being one of the seventy-five. 75-
1: Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: So Lebron, like Lebron, like you said, obviously he got a great reaction. Cleveland being his home fans, Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, Mike. It was reported MJ was not going to be there because of Daytona, and I I saw the same thing you did saw on Twitter of the picture beforehand. You know the group seventy five picture. I'm like, damn, MJ's not there. Like that's weird. Then I saw he's at Daytona, and I'm like, I can't really believe he's not going to be there. Like he's if anyone knows if anyone should be grateful for what the NBA did for him, you know what I mean? He, as as well as he put the NBA on too, globally, yeah. he you know, you'd figure he'd give back by showing up. And of course he showed up. He was introduced last. They had him in the middle. It says a lot with the NBA, what the position they put him in at the NBA seventy five. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, he got the loudest ovation. Um, you talk about owning a room. Man, it kind of felt different when they inter- introduced him last, and he got that ovation. It was one of those things. I mean, the last dance kind of showed it, but for it to really be there front and center with all the other legends, and uh, him getting introduced last and him having the biggest ovation, I don't know. It really, I don't want to say cemented, but it really like, oh shit, like <laughs> that's why he's MJ, that kind of thing. Because you really do forget until like they're all in a room like that, which you never, you never see. That sort of opportunity, you know he what looked, I
1: mean? Like it. He looked good. Like he looked like he had lost some weight. He
0: kind of does now that you say that. Like I, uh, I that, that's the
1: first. That's the second thing I noticed. Like obviously it was. Oh man, it's Michael Jordan. The ovations are crazy. And then I was like, he looks good. Like before, not that he was like fat, but you know he just gotten bigger. He he looked good. I was like thoroughly happy for him. I was like, hey, you're back in shape. That's good. He challenged uh, Magic to a one-on-one, which made me laugh, too.
0: Yeah, I saw that. He was talking shit. He was dead-ass serious, too. Like, he we was like, <laughs> we can do it right now. <laughs> he was dead-ass serious. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, Mike, I swear to God, every time MJ comes out, whether it's the Hall of Fame, whether it's which we the went last to dance, right? Whether it's the last dance or whether it was this past weekend, NBA 75, he somehow finds a way to uh, make himself a meme. Like, I, it's crazy. Like, he doesn't make public appearances that much, aside from him being like on the Hornets' core side, being their owner. Yeah. But when it's like an NBA event, always seems to be a meme. Like this past weekend, like you said, talking shit to the Magic. Uh, they got him because he was like extra. Like, I don't know if he was drunk. He probably was off that off his tequila. Cause he's got his own tequila, mm-hmm. but like he was, he was like, I've never seen him. So like happy and personable. Like he was hugging Luca, hugging Rodman. He had he uh, had
1: LeBron, which you never really see that. Like he yeah, LeBron, LeBron. had LeBron, like a good embrace of LeBron. And I was like, okay, you don't really see that quite often, but.
0: And then there's a picture of him going around. It's him, Vanessa Bryant and Mary J. Blige. He's got his hands a little below Mary J. Mary J.'s waist. Which is kind of funny. So Mike, just the gift that keeps on giving as far as memes and entertainment goes. So uh shouts to Mike for that. But uh yeah. Oh, the player I forgot. That's what I was gonna say. Pippin. Pippin got a pretty loud ovation mm-hmm. too. He wasn't there. I wish he would have been there. But interesting to see his interaction with Rodman and Mike, of course, given that they kinda have a have a situation going on.
1: Yeah. But
0: uh but yeah, I would say besides Mike. Iverson was the one that really stuck out to me the ovation he got. Just because he really is revered. Like I mean, he is a Hall of Famer. He's obviously the top seventy five, but he's revered like a like a top ten, top twenty guy. He really is. Like he will he the amount of love he gets me like the ovation he will get anywhere, any NBA arena, Mike is it'll Kobe. it'll rival some of them. I
1: was about to say sorry, Mike Kobe, AI, magic. Rodman, like those five people, get oh, ovations different than others. I was
0: gonna say that Rodman got Rodman got one of the biggest ones of the night. You got one of the biggest ovations of the night. You're right by saying that they get different reactions. Yeah, like did. when yeah, and Rod Rodman's not really on public like that a lot. No, a little different, or at least not an NBA public, but. Yeah, and I would I'd add Larry Bird to that list. Larry Bird obviously yes, still yes, gets above yes. everywhere he goes. Yes. But uh
1: and obviously like LeBron and no. Steph, but I mean like the older kind of like already retired players like that. Like obviously sure. LeBron and Steph get adulation everywhere they go because it's LeBron and Steph. But
0: for sure. Yeah. So that was that was my big takeaway. I think the seventy fifth anniversary was the highlight of the weekend for me, honestly. Especially when I went back and watched it, I was like, oh, they really did do a good job of that. They did. They you know what I mean? It, and it fell along like when I was watching with my friends, it fell a little long at the time, but it needed to it was be de- definitely a cool celebration. Um yeah, good job, NBA. Good job. I wanna I wanna slide this in here just because I've meant to bring it up the last few weeks and I keep forgetting.
1: Yeah.
0: And I kind of alluded it to it yesterday when I was talking to you. But uh we did a whole episode on the great the GOAT, Tom Brady, uh-huh. and his, I'm going to use air quotes right here, his retirement. Yes. Uh, if you if you go back to that specific, if you want to call it a show, if you go back to that specific podcast, you'll hear me say more than once, this feels weird. I'm surprised he retired at 44 when he said, when part of the reason why he left the Patriots is that he wanted to play till he was 45. Uh-huh. Didn't make sense. Had a great season. You know, put up outstanding numbers. Didn't seem to make sense. Um, I don't think he's retiring at all. He kind of continues to uh, influence my decision on that. A, because he hasn't officially retired at all. Hasn't signed any papers. Hasn't sent any papers to the NFL. Uh, The only indication that we got was that, you know, if you want to call it again, I'm going to use air quotes here his retirement was that he posted on Instagram does not seem like a Tom Brady way to retire on Instagram at all. Right. Like I feel like Tom Brady would formally retire, have a press conference like they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, what else struck me? Nothing. You know, he didn't mention the Patriots at all in his, uh, in his little retirement thing. You know, honestly to me, it came off as he wanted to appease Giselle. Giselle's been wanting to retire probably since that Falcon Super Bowl.
1: Really.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think he did it to appease her. He actually did an interview with Jim Gray. I think that now it would have been like two weeks ago, where he basically asked him point blank, like, "Are you retired?" And Brady gave an answer that didn't at all sound like someone who's retired. Like, if you're retired, you just say, "Yeah, I'm retired. I'm moving into this next phase." Da da da. He gave a long, kind of meandering answer, saying how he's retired now, but he might not be. When the season, you know what I mean. So Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing. He's saying none of the ways he's moving, none of the ways he's acting makes me think that he's gonna be retired. I think his career is done with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I do not think his NFL career is over. I think he's got one more season. Where Um, is it? If I had to bet on it, San Francisco. If I had to bet on it,
1: San Francisco uh, makes too much sense. Like everything, like it's his hometown. The offense that I, they run there is different, but Kyle Shanahan, such a smart guy, that they can work it around Tom, obviously, and the weapons, weapons galore. Like it when, weapons galore. I mean, they're just in the NFC Championship game, and that was with Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: I will be more shocked if he doesn't suit up for uh, age forty five season. Than if he's retired, I'll be I'll be much more shocked. Um,
1: Only Stan Fran, or is there any other options? I was just wondering because you've thought about obviously him coming back. So I wasn't. I'm sure, sure there, there is. Any
0: options. I'm sure there is, and we'll see. I mean, there's a there's so many variables. There's you know there's got to be Jimmy J Jimmy G's got to be traded first off, um, and that could be just straight up for Tom Brady. Who knows? Maybe it's Jimmy G to the Bucks, or it could be Jimmy G elsewhere, creating room for Tom Brady. I don't know how that'll work because Tampa Bay obviously still holds Tom Brady's rights. Mm-hmm. Um, you still got the Do- Deshaun Watson domino. You still got the Aaron Rodgers domino. So you've got a lot of variables here. I I think, well, we're at the end of February right now. I think around May, maybe even April. The draft's at the end of April. Is that correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: I think post-draft, we start hearing more and more. Because, again, he hasn't handed in any papers. And if he was officially retired, he would have been retired by now. And uh, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I felt like, A, it was kind of appeasing Giselle. And I feel like, B, he just wanted to be done with the Buccaneers. And I feel like we're going to have a Brett Favre type of saga here. Where it's going to be him kind of angling his way out of Tampa. And I don't know how that's going to be. Uh, you know, Brett Favre was a bit more dramatic. I think his my memory's a little fuzzy because this is like ten plus years ago. But I, I want to say it was like back to back summers. Of yeah, Brett it was Favre. because
1: then it was a summer when Green Bay he retired. Then he ended up going to Minnesota, and then it was going to be done in Minnesota. And then he ended up going to the no, no, Jets. No, he went to the, he he went like to the Jets, Jets and then murders, Minnesota. Then Minnesota. Sorry, Jets Minnesota. But otherwise <clears throat> But yeah, no, it was like three straight years because I thought he was going to retire one year from the Jets. And he went and then he went to Minnesota. It was it was a weird saga. It was like a three year thing.
0: Yeah, I just... Yeah, he's done in Tampa. I, that was that was definitely a good buy note to Tampa on Instagram. Um, ideally, I would love Tom to come back home.
1: Put I Mac Jones' bench really.
0: for here. Well, of course, it's never going to happen. We got Mac Jones. But if there was a way to make that happen, I would love for that to happen, obviously. But it's probably not. But I do see him going to a ready-made Super Bowl contending team. Um
1: there are four teams. Yep. Four teams in my mind. I'm looking at all the rosters, right? Like, just looking at the team names right now. There's four teams that make sense to me right now. And it's the 49ers. It is the Raiders. It is the Colts, and it is the Titans.
0: I throw the Broncos in there as well.
1: Broncos make sense. I just I don't know. They feel so in on Aaron Rodgers and trying to get that to be. But like, yeah. At the same time, if they if for some reason Aaron Rodgers doesn't go there, whatever happens there, Broncos would make sense. So. Those five teams are the ones that Brady, make sense.
0: Brady would never play for the Colts. I can tell you that.
1: Oh, no. It, I'm I, saying the roster construction-wise is the only thing I'm taking. I'm not taking into account because the weather is going to take into account because obviously like weather area, things like that, because obviously if he's coming back, there still has to be a level of appeasing Giselle that he's got to get to. So the relationship factor is still going to be there. So there's going to be levels of that. That's why Vegas Vegas makes sense, and that's why San Francisco makes sense.
0: Vegas makes sense with uh, Josh McDaniels being over there. His former OC, obviously. The Niners make the most sense, obviously. We've already kind of laid out those reasons.
1: And one Vegas, other, Go on. Go on.
0: Uh, I was going to say the one other team who we could go to, which I pray this does not happen, he just bought a home in Miami. Yeah. Could go to the Dolphins. I would rather not see that happen. Obviously, be in the AFC East that would be worst case scenario. I'd rather keep Brady out of the AFC East unless it's coming home. So, yeah. but I so I yeah, I think yeah. I, I put that in there as a wild card. F- like,
1: football t- football wise, Miami makes sense too. But like that makes a more sense of a destination. The only thing that Tennessee, Indiana, Indianapolis, and the Broncos just make sense football wise if he's gonna go. If he wants to go to a team.
0: Gun to my head, I would say Vegas or the Niners. Yeah, or the Niners being the favorite.
1: Yeah, definitely. If you if you had to, if you had to choose a team, it would definitely either be one of those two.
0: Pivoting back to the NBA, real quick, because uh, we got games coming on here, so we're gonna wrap it up here soon. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me, give me three bold predictions. Don't even have to be bold. Give me three predictions, and if you got a bold one, throw um... a bold one in there. Give me three predictions you have for the second half of the season.
1: Uh, well, well, well I was not prepared for this. Um, three predictions for the second half of the season. I think that the Heat stay and they end up being the one seed. That is one prediction. Two prediction. I think either the Lakers I think the Lakers do one of two things they make it to the top six or don't make the playoffs I'm leaning don't make the playoffs okay I think I think if Anthony Davis' health is in question I could see if the Lakers start off on like a four game losing skid I could see LeBron saying no for the rest of the season like nursing an injury and just saying no So there's that, and Steph might make a push for MVP. Right now, he'd probably be at like five or six. I think he could possibly, like he did last year, make a push, and if he was to do what he did last year this year, he would probably win MVP.
0: Yeah, he was definitely in the forefront to uh, start the season.
1: Oh, yeah, first first quarter of the season, he was probably the MVP, and then second quarter... Second quarter of the season into the third, a little bit, he's fallen out of that. Right now, if I had to choose, it'd probably either be in Embiid or Giannis. With Jokic, Jokic, yeah, like not far behind. Like one of those three would be my choice. With Jaw behind that, and Orozco. it feels
0: like there's, it feels like there's six guys who could truly, like, win it. Like who are doing enough to win it. Maybe even seven. Like I, like you said, Embiid, Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic for sure. Like. I'd be mm-hmm. okay with either one of those three winning MVP. All mm-hmm. three of them were pretty phenomenal. I throw Curry in there. Obviously, he's had a slump, like what, basically December, late December going forward, really, mm-hmm. right? And we all expect him to eventually snap out of it.
1: I think the All Star game might have been him snapping out of it. Like regardless be- of them being open threes, that like for the most part, like he hadn't been shooting well, regardless. So. Even a little vote of confidence, like the last thing he remembers is making sixteen threes in a game, so kind of thing like that.
0: So we got Curry in there, mm-hmm. Durant without the injuries in there, Chris Paul without the injuries probably in there. His mm-hmm. stats probably aren't as great as everyone else, but being the anchor of a number one seeded team, mm-hmm. uh, you can throw LeBron in there. He's obviously putting up great numbers. He's balling out.
1: Demar Derozan and, uh, has to be there. Yeah, and Derozan, be, DeRozan
0: in the be in there too. DeRozan's sneaky in there too, but I would say out of Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, Curry, Durant, those five, like those five are bona fide, like legit, either one of those could win it, especially if Curry goes on another run, like mm-hmm. any sort of run, all he needs is like a seven game run to really, you know, capitalize on it, yeah. and uh, Luca Luka's in there too. Yes. Luke is gonna going speak into that conversation since the second. That half
1: All-Star, since the all star game selection, like of him not being a starter, he's averaged like thirty five. And like hmm. thirty five, like eleven and seven. He's been on a mission.
0: Luke is crazy. Luke is crazy. And then Jaw if oh.
1: if the if Memphis you can, can get up to, to like almost the one seed, depending on how Phoenix goes, like that's not out of the realm of possibility. I wouldn't bet on it, but Jaw's in the conversation, or it could be right there.
0: Yeah, Warriors are definitely going to make a push for that one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have three predictions. I'll give you one for sure, all right? Yeah. I think both of Brooklyn and the Lakers will be in the playing game. Okay. I think... You ready for this? I make this prediction before the season and in the middle of the season every time, right? Mm-hmm. I think Rob Williams is gonna get a quadruple double in the second half of the season. Okay. That's gonna be my bold that's my bold prediction. Okay. Right? That could happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Third, let me give you a third. Ben Simmons makes a three in his first game of the Nets.
1: Okay. I like it. I like that I like that one I a could lot.
0: See, I could see him doing something spiteful like that. Danny Green, apparently Danny Green has a podcast he, he gave some interesting thoughts about the Ben Simmons situation. He said, and I didn't even think of this, like obviously he got traded there with uh, Curry, Seth Curry, yeah. and Andre Drummond. Yep. He, said, he said the three of them, Drummond, Curry, and Simmons, mainly Dr- Drummond and Curry, are not on good terms with Simmons, which I didn't even think of that. Like, They just went through all that with Simmons. They probably are still like, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. Reason so so we said that he also said he doesn't think simmons will play in the game on march 10th at philly doesn't see him ever basically said like he doesn't ever see him returning to that building as an away player period which if that's the case that's incredibly soft
1: also right. that like the, he's looking to come back within like a week or two that literally could be his comeback game
0: it could like could The time
1: frame-wise, that could be his comeback game. It is on a Thursday, so it's two Thursdays from now.
0: Well, hey, if he... It would make Something sense. tells me if there's a game on Friday or that Saturday, he will play on that Friday or Saturday before he plays on that Thursday.
1: If I'm That's, him, that would be my comeback game. And honestly, I was going to even add to your bold prediction, not just he's going to make a three, his first shot's going to be a three.
0: <laughs> That'd be interesting. Watch him airball that shit too.
1: Regardless of what it is, if his I would love for him to go back to Philly and his first shot is a top of the key three and buries it. That'd be hilarious.
0: And then Danny Green also said if he did come back and play, he doesn't foresee him shaking hands with the Sixers before or after the game.
1: That, that i that I could see. That I could see for sure.
0: That's all interesting. Um for sure. Oh no. I hope we get a fi- I really truly dearly hope we get a Philly Brooklyn playoff series. I think Harden makes his debut with uh the Sixers on Sunday. I wanna say I read. Tell
1: us Friday. Um, I, think I think it's Friday. I think it's tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah
0: you're right, you're right. They debut tomorrow. You're correct. Um I can't wait. I can't wait. No, Wish it was tonight. Fun. Wish it was tonight. Oh wait, no, they don't even play tonight. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes much more sense. Word, but uh, no, I can't wait. Second half of the season should be should be drama filled. It really should. All the all the pieces are there. Trade deadline's over. We still have some bio pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll be interesting. And there's still the subplot. I don't think it's gonna happen, but it very well could. (laughs) There's a chance Kawhi and Paul George both come back for the Clippers. Yeah, I don't see
1: that, but it could happen.
0: There's so many variables. Kawhi's doing a lot. He's doing, uh, he's doing like vertical, like box jumping. So that knee's definitely, if it's doing all that, then he's getting there. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like he could at least be doing five on five within. Man, I don't know. If he's doing vertical, maybe six to eight weeks. I've never had an ACL injury, but feel like feel like that would be near like the end of your like individual workouts doing explosive vertical jumps. But yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Um, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be. It'll, I'm interested to see the MVP race mostly. Honestly, because I think Giannis is going to be trying to gun for the first player ever to get two Defensive Player of the Years and two MVPs, which is very much in play. You've got, you've got that, and then I think Steph can make a push. I think those are probably going to be your top two because I think with Harden Embiid's going to go down. Jokic is going to be there depending but his record might set him out of it and so I think it's going to be those two fighting for MVP towards the end of the season
0: I think Embiid will still be there regardless of party so, like, I, he'll, number he'll, he'll number.
1: be there but I just see I don't I think you will probably I think your top two at the end of the year will be Steph and Giannis and I don't know what order
0: his numbers might go down a little bit in beat as far as like shot attempts and, and obviously points, but his rebounds, his defense still gonna be there. Um, he's pretty impossible to guard. His games is so easy at this point, and they'll still be running through him in crunch time. So as long as they still got the wins and they're still racking off wins, which they'll go up with Harden, I think that almost helps his case. We'll see though. We'll see how much Harden I wanna say takes away from him, but we'll see how much of the focus kind of shifts from and be too hard in or like how they split that up. I'm really interested to see because it's it's only like something like, I don't know, probably less than 30 games we have here down the stretch.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just think I could see it being like a uh, LeBron Wade first year, kind of.
0: Could be. In the sense
1: of like, I don't know if it's my time or your time because it's two people at the peak of their powers. I mean, Harden a little bit less, but he's still in his prime towards the back half, but still in it. So I, I could see it kind of being like that, or it could just be like the 2,000 Lakers where, obviously, I'm only saying that because Shaq won MVP. So could be something along the lines where Kobe's just, or Harden's just taking the Kobe role and basically Embiid's the best player in the league right now. Let him be the best player in the league, you know?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the folks will still be going through Embiid as far as, like, crunch time and, you know, when they need a bucket. Um, but I don't know. I have, I have a lot of questions about Harden, a lot of questions about Harden, especially, you know, how he played his way out of Brooklyn, did the same thing he did in Houston, basically got out of shape or didn't bother to really get in shape, loafed it, like didn't try on defense, didn't really try at all. Like, I'm just not a big Harden guy. Like, I st- I think either. I remember we both said, like, during the bubble. Even that season, like I was really starting to come around to Harden just a little bit, but the way he quit on Houston, and then he quit on Brooklyn. After, I mean, there's worse situations than playing with Durant and, uh, and a halfway, <laughs> and a halfway Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like, there's certainly worse situations than that. And he was like, "Nah, get me out of here." And went to went to go play with his former GM, and he, now he's with Embiid. So I'm really interested to see, you know, if he can really come back, if he's really, if he can get his legs back, if you know, he can be what he was in Houston because, man, he did not really show it in Brooklyn. He did a little bit last year, you know, up until that injury in the postseason. But after that, and, you know, they blamed that on his uh, mm-hmm. on his production this year. So I'm really interested to see if that's true. Uh, is he somewhat washed? Because, I mean, he's at that age, especially with the mileage he put on his body in Houston. You know what I mean? He was mm-hmm. pretty much playing every game, but the offense is revolving around him. He's doing all the playmaking which is okay if you're LeBron, you can, uh, you can handle that. But, you know, Harden has a tendency to wear down. Is he still worn down? Is You know, those are the questions I want Harden to answer in the second half. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think the trade's a slam dunk, let's say that. I don't think it's a bad trade by any means. But I, I'm real interested to see if Harden holds his end up. And I believe he immediately signed the four-year extension as well. Yeah,
1: he's has the extension because he's due 47.3 next year. I know that.
0: So that puts him there till age 37. That's really interesting. That is really interesting to think about. Uh, you know, Harden, who's a different type of athlete. I'm not going to call him not athletic, but he's not. He's not the athlete DeMar is right? His game is – his athleticism is more his strength and his his quickness, right? So mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how he ages – into his mid to late 30s. He
1: could either he can do one of two things. He can age and really, like, he could let himself become a shell of himself or he could age kind of like Jason Kidd to where, like, he's such a good passer at this point that his stat line could be 17, 7, and 11. And, I like, hope
0: he can still get to his 20s.
1: And the, I was going to say There's, he probably he, could, he probably three. he could probably get to twenty, yeah, definitely. If but like, turn
0: himself into a strictly not strictly spot up, but like most of his threes come from spot up instead of off the dribble. There's a world where he becomes a real effective player. But I can see I'm him really just
1: being a really effective point guard. Like I think that's what he's gonna have to be because he won't be able to get to the lane like he can. Obviously, he'll still have those nights where he can almost give you fifty because it's hardened, so you can still get that out of him. But if I'm like I think I could see him more kinda of going down like that Jason Kiddish route where it's you do a little bit of everything in the stat sheet and you're just going to control the
0: game. Facts. He's definitely I don't know, he's having a hard time getting to the rim. Yeah. This. That's so I'm really interested to see if he's uh if he was just doing like the little rope dope strategy or if this is True, and he's really just a declining star at this point. We'll see. The spotlight's we'll see.
1: never been on him more than now, in my opinion.
0: Last thing I want to say about the NBA, and uh, you, you yeah. know, you dropped a mixtape, by the way. Congratulations! I want to talk about that more next time. So that's cool. Oh, that,
1: no, that's fine. We'll talk about it. When, thank you. I appreciate it. I've had, I've gotten good responses from it so far. So
0: Mixtape. Go check that out. Bag of mixtapes. Keenan, what's your SoundCloud? Drop your SoundCloud right now.
1: Uh, SoundCloud is Keenan J Warner or Keenan Warner. It's actually in my the link for my SoundCloud. I can't read it. It's a bunch of HTPs, blah blah blah. Uh, but the link in it, link for the SoundCloud is in my Instagram bio, and that's just Keenan J Warner. Keenan J Warner, Warner on. Oh no, sorry, it's Jacob Willingham Music. I switched it because that's who I am. Jacob Willingham Music on Instagram. You'll easily find it, and then the link's right there. So Jacob Willingham Music. Instagram, you'll find the SoundCloud. SoundCloud, you got eight, get eight new tracks?
0: Perfect, perfect. I fuck with uh Lemon Pepper Freestyle. By the way, that's probably it's probably my favorite.
1: Thank you, thank you. Eight. Winston said he liked that one the most. Actually, random. Enough. A word,
0: true, true. Shouts to Winston. Shouts to Winnie.
1: Shouts out to Winnie, the, Winnie the Don, <laughs> the Denon and
0: non. So let's uh last NBA topic: LeBron making. Making stuff about LeBron, which he loves to do, tends just, to like to do just that. What
1: he does. That's it. That's who he is, really.
0: Uh, he he effectively said that he's not ending his career with the Lakers. Like, basically said he would be open to coming back to Cleveland. Which people were people were making jokes about LeBron wanting to come back to Cleveland. Like two weeks into the Cavs being good, like people are like, "Oh, watch LeBron's gonna want to come back here." He left that door open. He basically said.
1: Anywhere that you know, Bronny goes, I'll go for a year. For
0: any, which, that is insane. Like, can you picture LeBron, like, on on the, like, the Thunder? The, or Kings. The, <laughs> the Kings. The Kings was
1: the first team that came to my mind. I was like, LeBron's in a Kings uniform would look garbage. He should not do that.
0: Or but, even, like, what if it was someone like, what if the Celtics got him? You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> that's been his main rival throughout the year. Like, that would be... Or the Warriors. Insane. Or the Warriors. Like, like, it would be insane. And then to add, like, Kind of like weirdness to it is that is, I believe, somewhere between like the 35th and 40th. Yeah,
1: I think it's like 37. Like, he's like Bronny's good, he's like he's good, but as of right now, he may have to go to because he's gonna try to come out after his first year. That may that probably is not his best option. Like, he's someone who should probably stay for two or three years because. He's not there yet. Let him play against a good competition, and then he should go down the Buddy Healed route more so. I mean, unless he obviously develops and becomes great. But like Buddy Heald stayed, Trey Young stayed. No, Trey Young didn't. I'm thinking, uh, who am I thinking of? John Morant. John Morant was there for a couple. Like, let yourself John Morant def- came out as a freshman. Who am I thinking? I thought he came out as a sophomore. I think
0: so- I think Trey Young did stay for his sophomore year.
1: There's someone that I'm thinking of a guard right now. Gosh, I wish I could think of it. I'm drunk, but anyways, let yourself develop as a player before you actually just force your way into the NBA. Because, and then also like, our team's going to depending on what LeBron is at that point. Our team's gonna reach for Bronny. Like if you're might, the Kings, at le- if you're the Kings at eleven, but Bronny's like your twentieth prospect, are you just gonna take him at eleven to know you're gonna get LeBron too? You know,
0: I'm really, I'm really interested to see how it all plays out. I'm really interested to see how it all plays out. That's for sure. Because uh, yeah, they, like if it was something like, like you said, if Bronny was like the tenth prospect in this class, which obviously there's still room for him to grow in these two years. Maybe he does get to that point. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. high school rankings are kind of. Hard to tell anyway, yeah, you know for, what I sure. Mean? Like, for sure. For sure, high schoolers, kids at the end of the day, so but I'm gonna assume it works like this. So, he's he's you said he's 37th,
1: I think he's 37th,
0: which obviously means he's a D1 prospect, so he'll go to a big school,
1: yeah, you'll go to like yeah, a Duke after that, or something like that. But
0: after that, you're right, it's like, is he an actual like top tier? Like, he's not projected to be lottery probably right now, obviously. So, yeah. if he's like a mid round. First-round pick, yeah, is he better off coming out his freshman year like a lot of people do? Or is he better off staying for a sophomore, maybe his junior season? It's all interesting. And then, yeah, while this is going on, LeBron's going to be inching closer and closer or into his 40s. Who knows what age he'll be by the time Brownie comes out. So it's all really interesting. Who knows what kind of player LeBron will be by that time. Um, It's going to be... Pretty fascinating to watch how LeBron's career winds down in comparison to other legends too. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because it's it's also hard too because we pin him with like you pin LeBron with all the top legends of all time, and they all only played for two teams or one. Like you have Mike played for two, but really I like guess Bulls and then the Wizards at the end. You got Magic only played for the Lakers, Kareem played for the Lakers and the Bucks. You got like he's going, he's almost emulating more of a Shaq, like where Shaq went from the from Magic to the Lakers to Miami to Phoenix to Boston Cleveland, like he went all over. So he's kind of emulating that because mostly other like top twelve thirteen players were on one or two teams, which so it's kind yeah. of LeBron's kind of an outlier when it comes to the legends that kind of uh, how they go about things.
0: Yeah, and Shaq. Shaq course was like past his prime when he started really floating Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. I was going to say, he really, like once he hit Phoenix, he had some games in Phoenix, like his birthday game in Phoenix. He ha- obviously went off, but like there were games in Phoenix, but after that really he was just a guy.
0: Was getting, More or less. <laughs> was, a, gi- a giant guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean obviously still effective because of the fact that he was Shaq and huge, but like kind of just a guy that was like he was good. Not great, but good.
0: Alright, Keenan, anything else you want to add? Games are coming on right about now.
1: Uh no, I'm just excited for the second half of the season and but I'm just, that's it. That's it for me. Follow Warner Brothers Podcast at Warner Brothers Podcast.
0: Or plug your plug your Instagram for me one more time, plug your mixtape for me one more time.
1: Bagger freestyles on SoundCloud only as of right now. Jacob Willingham Music is the Instagram. You could you'll find the you can find the link in the Warner Brothers podcast bio. Go to one, go to the other. So that is that, and it's up now eight tracks.
0: Bag of freestyles, it is. Yeah, Keenan, good talking to you. I'm gonna get out of here. And watch my Celtics. Uh, we've made it through shit three quarters of the season basically,
1: yeah. without
0: really talking about the Celtics at all. So maybe maybe next time we come in here, I'll have. Some uh, Celtics spots for you, but
1: you can't. I, mean, uh, I always love the Celtics rant. We had one, so we out I hope had one the, this year. Yeah, Did you, were, you were really upset with Marcus Smart and the whole team. This is when they were on their losing skid and they just had no heart.
0: Yeah, they decided within the last six to eight weeks to become a, a good team? functional NBA basketball team. So I've you know been happy about that and yeah. happy about that. And uh, they're playing the Brooklyn Nets probably without everybody. Right now, if it's in Boston, maybe Kyrie's playing. I want to say it's in Brooklyn. It's though. in Brooklyn. It is, yeah, that's correct. They played Boston in Boston a couple weeks mm. ago. That's right.
1: It's All in right. Brooklyn. I'm
0: going to go peep that game. Keenan, good talk to you. Warner Brothers Podcast. Have a good one, y'all. Be safe.